I have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Praise the Lord for another day that he has made and we should be glad to rejoice in it. Hallelujah. Um, God is on the throne. Praise the Lord. And thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. It's all about sharing testimonies, all about glorifying God and just sharing the wonderful works in, in our life that he has done. And um, I pray that you are constantly blessed by the testimonies here and that the Lord is just nourishing you by the testimonies, you know, watering the seeds that have already been planted in you and also growing you also through the testimonies that are shared, because that's exactly what this is about. Um, overcoming right through the word, um, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So before we get into our testimony, let's go ahead and renew our mind with the word of God. Um, I want to read today from Psalms 139 verses 13 through 18, because I really believe it also talks about the concept and the the, uh, purpose of today's testimony. And so let's start at um, verse 13 of Psalms 139. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Amen. That scripture, you know, those verses are so encouraging to me because it reminds me that I can go nowhere in this earth where God does not see me, where God does not know me. Like anywhere I go in this earth, God is there with me. He knows me. He knew me before I came to this earth. He knew me before I was born. He already had my full life written out in his book before I took one breath here on this earth. And so God is so in tune with us. He knows everything about us and we can take um, courage and confidence and peace from that because why it's not only that God knows us, but it's about knowing who God is. And when we know and come to understand that God is good, he is perfect. He is pure. He is holy. He can never sin against us. He can never go against um, his word in our life. He can never turn evil, right? Because there is no darkness in God. He is light. There is no um, shifting shadows in God. He is perfect. And so we can stand on his word. We can stand in the things that he tell us. We can take true confidence in everything that he says, um, because it shall surely come to pass. And so praise God for him and who he is (laughs) and how much he loves us. Amen. 
And on our testimony today, this episode, you're going to hear from um, Zakia Houghton. Uh, she is a launch strategist, lifestyle design coach, and speaker. Um, she is helping entrepreneurs worldwide embrace e- uh, ease as in life and business by honoring their values and ditching the hustle and grind culture for good. And so today's testimony, um, when you hear it, it's all going to be about just recognizing who we are in Christ and then also taking the world's identity off of us and taking on our true identity and our heavenly father, God, the most high. So let's go ahead and get into today's testimony. Hi, my name is Zakia Houghton, and I am really excited to be sharing my testimony on the podcast today. And the testimony that I'm going to be sharing is something that actually took me uh, years, years of my life to even come to a point to share. And it's how God really healed me from a misdiagnosis that I was given um, and 20, uh, when I was 16 years old and it is something that I carried with me as a part of my identity for many years until God was able to really show how God saw me and I was able to see myself through God's eyes. So I'm really excited to share a little bit more about, um, what my journey has been like healing through PTSD, um, which some of you may or may not be familiar with, is short for post-traumatic stress syndrome um, and severe anxiety, and how God and the stories throughout the Bible and certain scriptures that um, God led me to specifically have helped me heal through what man gave me as a diagnosis um, to really overcome some of those patterns of identity and false identity and coming into alignment with who I truly am and what God called me to do in this, in this lifetime. So thank you for having me. Yeah, most definitely. I'm excited to hear everything that the Lord has done. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to start out like at the beginning of your story and let us know um, how, you know, the diagnosis came about and then what transpired as a result of that with the Lord leading you into the healing. Yeah, for sure. So in the beginning, um, it started out as. uh, How can I say this? It started out as anxiety. So I was experiencing um, a bunch of different symptoms that identified or aligned with. Um, a particular diagnosis. And this is, um, I was 16 at the time, so I didn't know anything about psychology. I didn't know anything about um, mental health, really, especially um, growing up and, you know, as a someone who is an African-American growing up in a Black household, we didn't talk about mental health. <laughs> so I didn't know anything about what I was experiencing. And I just knew that it was, it didn't feel good. It wasn't healthy and I didn't feel like myself. And I had that level of awareness even at 16. So I remember um, getting support around it and my mom was there. uh, And I remember being in this office and 
for the first time, and I'm sure our listeners can relate to this, for the first time, I was vulnerably sharing what I was experiencing, thinking that this person who was sitting on the other end of this table had my best interest in mind, thinking that this person was there to support me and figuring out what I was experiencing and getting help. And what ended up happening was I ended up getting um, a label attached to my name that it didn't, I didn't know, it didn't dawn on me until years and years later um, that I realized was incorrect. This label had been, this label, this diagnosis was incorrect. So for, I want to say about 10 years um, from 16, uh, I ended up carrying that label, that diagnosis with me through the rest of my high school experience into college. I ended up studying psychology as a result because I wanted to learn more about what I was facing and what I knew a lot of my peers and a lot of other people that I had um, encountered were facing with mental health challenges. And I knew that I wasn't alone. And I knew that because of my own experiences, if I could just learn more, I could not only help myself, but I could also help other people. And the difference I think with me and um, from a lot of people who I met along my journey, who also had um, experienced mental health challenges, um, they didn't necessarily identify as a Christian or a believer. Um, And I think for me, one of the things that saved me or I know for a fact, one of the things that saved me was my relationship with God. Um, So just going through the journey of having this identity issue, right? Because that's essentially what it was. Um, I didn't, I wasn't calling it that at that time because I didn't have that language, but coming through this journey, I realized that what I was experiencing was an identity issue. And I had allowed that label and that diagnosis to become a part of my identity. So I remember going through college and going through university and going through um, jobs and different careers, thinking to myself that, oh, my God, there's certain things that I'm just not going to be able to do because of this diagnosis. And a lot of it was coming from um, growing up in a single parent household, my mom had a lot of health issues um, at a very young age, or should I say when I was a very, at a very young age. So uh, not having any other siblings and not having another parent in the household, I was subjected to all of it. I saw all of it. And it was tough to, 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 you know, have a parent, um, the, be in and out of the hospital um, for reasons that I couldn't understand. And we didn't really have a lot of answers um, for her health conditions at that time either, um, considering she had experienced a series of strokes um, that were uh, almost fatal. And this was all during the time when I was in elementary school and early middle school. So that was a very traumatic experience for me, almost losing 
my mother, my sole provider, um, the sole parent in my household at a very young age, it became a very traumatic experience. And it wasn't something that I necessarily understood until I had reached that moment at 16 where I was struggling with um, the the triggers that I would experience that would remind me of some of those experiences and it affected my performance in school. So a lot of times when people hear PTSD and they hear you know people talking about post-traumatic stress syndrome, they think that it only applies to veterans, right? Like people who are in the military or people who have um, been been in wars and it's it's a common misconception that is associated with PTSD. And the diagnosis that I was given was not that. So I grew up thinking um, from 16 for the, for the next 10 years, I grew up thinking that I had one diagnosis when it was actually PTSD all along. And it wasn't until um, I had uh, um, opted back into therapy um, back in 2019, so this wasn't too long ago, this was just a couple of years ago, in 2019, I opted back into therapy, and I was, I was, I had come to this moment of awareness from the things that God had showed me, and I, I, I advocated for myself in a way that I never knew that I could through, through rebuilding and growing deeper in my relationship with God. God showed me how to advocate for myself. And I started to see myself outside of the label that I was given, outside of the diagnosis that I was given. And I started to lean more into God's wisdom and advocate for myself. So I remember being in um, this therapy relationship with this, you know, with my therapist. And I remember saying to her, in our one of our initial um, sessions, when she was asking me, like, you know, why am I here? What brings me here this time? And I said, I feel that I was misdiagnosed. And this is something that I'm wanting to reclaim for myself. I want to know what the truth of what that of what that experience was. And we ended up um, and she and she was I specifically chose her as my therapist because she was also a Christian. So it wasn't just um, it wasn't standard therapy, I'll say. It was therapy with uh, biblical principles. So she was able to meet me on that level of, of faith as well, which was really important to me at that time. <clears throat> and just going through that process of God leading me to that therapist and um, us walking out that journey throughout 2019. So this was a little over 10 years that I had been walking around with that identity. It wasn't until those that year that I really started to learn more about identity and how what I was experiencing was not a uh, a foreign subject to God, you know, this is something through, through that therapy experience, God started showing me different, um, uh, characters in the Bible who also experienced an identity crisis or an identity challenge or 
they had what um, we know to be called in, in Bible format and Bible text, a thorn in the flesh, right? And I started to learn more about these stories. I started to read more about <clears throat> Paul's story and Jeremiah's story and Jacob's story um, about these characters who also had this thorn in their flesh that was um, sent and allowed um, to be a part of their existence in a way that was also going to help shape and um, bring people closer to God through their testimony. And <clears throat> it was just a beautiful revelation for me to think that this is something that I saw as such a horrible thing, such a terrible thing, um, and had even thought that it was causing limitations for me in my life, that it was actually one of the biggest blessings because of the testimony that came with it. Amen. Yeah. And what I was curious to know, like, if, if you can go back just a second, because you said one of the things you learned was to um, advocate for yourself. If you can just kind of like define what that means to you to advocate for yourself, I think it may help other people as well. Yeah. So advocating for yourself is essentially being the person who is um, standing up for what you believe to be true, even if it goes against what you may have been told by an authority figure. So for example, if you're in a doctor's office, right? And you go to see a doctor for a specific reason, you feel like something is just not right in your body. <clears throat> and this happens a lot, especially with um, amongst women. <clears throat> a lot of times women will go to the doctors because they feel that something isn't right in their body. They may not know what is what is ailing them or what the illness is or what the challenge is, but they know that something is not right because they don't feel like themselves. And the doctor may give you one, um, one prescription or one diagnosis or, or, or one uh, uh, explanation for what you may be feeling or what you may be experiencing. But there's times when that does not feel aligned, where something doesn't feel right about that recommendation or that diagnosis, and you feel like there is more to what you may have received, right? So this is when you get to advocate for yourself. This is when you get to speak up for what you feel to be true and either get a second opinion um, that can look like going to another doctor, right? And getting another opinion, um, advocating for yourself can, is, is simply just not accepting the status quo or not accepting um, the first response, if that makes sense. Yeah. And when, when was the breakthrough for you um, when it came to, you know, how the Lord was moving you into this place of really seeing your identity occur? If you can talk to us about that, when did that breakthrough happen? Yeah, I think it happened in waves. It wasn't really one pivotal moment. This is something that happened over a series of events where God put me into situations that I did not think I would qualify for, and they were elevated positions of status or power, and it, it went against 
everything that I thought to be true about my capabilities. So I think it's interesting that when a person who is experiencing, this is um, a blanket statement, everyone has their own experience with this, but oftentimes when a person who is experiencing, especially a, 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 a person of Christ, someone who identifies as a Christian and a believer, when they are experiencing an identity issue, oftentimes it, they're having thoughts about their capabilities that are not in alignment with how God sees them. So a lot of the time, the, at least in my experience and the way I've seen others experience this too, is that God will place you in a situation or in an environment where your gifts will make room for you in ways that you never thought they could. And the, the talents and the skill sets that were God-given gifts, that are God-given gifts, will shine through and um, almost mask anything else that you thought was a thorn in the flesh or you thought was a weakness or you thought was something that would not um, allow you to experience certain opportunities or opportunities in life because it's something that you were deeming as um, a limitation. And I think that is so beautiful that God will put us in these situations and in these experiences and in these environments to give us evidence that those limitations are not the end of us and that those things that we think our limitations are actually things that God is using to elevate the kingdom. And what was it like, like, like that first time you got that promotion or that new elevated position? Did it make you go back and say to the Lord, like, whoa, wait a minute here. What's going on, Lord? Like, all of a sudden I could do something that I thought I, you know, I couldn't do. What was that moment like, or at least one of the moments? I know you mentioned there was kind of different waves yeah, one of those moments I remember it was an internship that I had and it was a advertising sales internship and I had zero advertising experience, but I had a lot of sales experience from working in retail sales for seven years prior. So I remember entering that situation and or entering that internship and, you know, just thinking that this was going to be um, you know, some fun uh, experience, work experience that I can put on my resume and it would, you know, help me get a job because um, I was coming coming up on graduation. <clears throat> and I remember, <laughs> it's so funny how things work out. I did not, um, I entered that internship as um, just a representative and there were sales team leaders who were um, leading the entire team, our entire advertising sales team that summer. And it was not an easy internship. And I remember slowly but surely, week after week, more and more people kept leaving our team. And it got to a point um, in the internship, in that summer internship, where this was, I, it was only it was only me and like one other person on my team. And they even had to start pulling other people from other teams because my team didn't have enough people. And I remember when I first received that internship, they gave me the opportunity of choosing two different territories. And I thought it was an interesting choice of words, not in the beginning, but 
when I when God gave me this revelation towards um, the end of that internship, they call in sales, they call, especially in door to door sales or um, B2B um, sales that are like outdoor um, sales, they call these territories. So they give different teams and different leaders and different managers, different territories to be leaders and managers over where there will be certain accounts that you'll have to manage in these particular territories. And (laughs) I just remember getting down to the wire of that internship and looking at our stats and seeing that our team was nowhere near hitting a quote, hitting our quota or hitting our, the goal that they set for us. Um, And God elevated me to become the leader of that team and That is not something that I thought I'd ever be able to do. I thought that the anxiety that I experienced for all of those years prior would um, disqualify me from being in a position in that way, especially not having any prior experience. But that's the thing about, that's the thing about divine assignments. And when God calls you to something, there's nothing that a label or man can do to take that away. And even when we don't believe it for ourselves, as long as we're willing to see things differently and we're willing to see things from God's perspective, we can see ourselves the way God truly sees us. And I remember that was one of the moments, that was one of the pivotal moments where I ended up finishing that internship in the top 5% of all of the sales team team leaders for um, that summer. And they ended up offering me um, a job opportunity. And I remember having like, having a moment saying like, oh my God, I didn't even know that I was capable of doing something like this. I didn't even know that I was capable of producing results in this way or um, being a leader of a team in this way. I had had leadership positions before, but not in that capacity, Um, not in that capacity. So that was a pivotal moment for me. Um, and And I imagine, and you let me know if this is something that you can even relate to. I'm sure someone listening to this can relate to this, where they've been in a position um, where they didn't think that they were capable of doing something, but because of grace and because of favor, um, God will allow certain things, certain things to happen and will allow us to experience certain things that we might see as a limitation or a weakness and use it to glorify his word. Amen. Yeah, most definitely. God works in that way. It's like that that scripture, like when we are weak, you know, that's a perfect time for his power to show, you know, in our lives that his power is able to keep us um, in our weaknesses. Uh, And in that moment, God is glorified. So, yeah, it's a blessing, um, even though it's a challenge for us on the other end. And what do do you um, how do you encourage other people? Right. And and their anxiety are, oh, I don't know, you know, how that is for you right now, or what would you encourage someone who's faced, you know, anxiety um, or is currently facing it? What would you really give them in terms of like insight and and wisdom? 
Yeah. Um, one of the things that I love to share and impart with people who experience severe anxiety or experience um, PTSD or any other form of mental health challenges, because um, I don't even like to identify with the word disorders and syndromes and all of those things, because those are labels that man gave. <laughs> so I tend to not associate with that. Um, but it's also not to discredit um, modern day science, right? I'm not discrediting any of it. I'm just, I'm just mindful of the words that we speak over ourselves. So for anyone who's experiencing any form of mental health challenges, I always like to offer them this, to simply have the willingness to see yourself differently to be willing to see yourself in a different perspective. Because a lot of times it really is the, the matter of a perspective shift. A lot of times when we feel down and out or we feel um, the symptoms of anxiety or the symptoms of stress or the symptoms of um, depression or any other type of mental health challenge, a lot of times it's because of um, and this is not right. This is only a piece of it, but a big piece of it is um, how we choose to see a thing. And I've found that a simple shift in perspective, the slightest shift in perspective can shift someone's mood. And the moment that the, a person can see themselves differently and identify and associate with something that is not uh, maybe what they've been told about themselves, but to truly see themselves how God sees them, right? Like, I like to give the example of Jeremiah. Jeremiah um, was called to be a prophet and Jeremiah uh, denounced this for a very long time, um, did not believe that he could be a prophet, did not believe that God was calling him to this and resisted this, this assignment over his life. He resisted um, this calling until he finally started to see himself the way God saw him. He had a pivotal moment. Um, and for anyone who's listening to this who hasn't read um, the book of Jeremiah, I highly encourage you to read Jeremiah. Um, it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Um, and you know, one of, one of the scriptures says, for I know the plans I have, have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and, um, and a hope. And it also talks about um, how um, before Jeremiah was even formed in the womb and before he was born, he consecrated him and appointed him as a prophet to the nations. And I love sharing this story because this is one of the stories that helped me to heal and is still helping me to continue to move in the calling and in the assignment um, that God has called, called me to. Um, and the same way that God called Jeremiah and appointed Jeremiah as a prophet to the nations before Jeremiah was even born, there's a calling and a divine assignment over each and every one of our lives. And is if we can just choose to see ourselves differently, to see ourselves in a different light, to see ourselves the way that God sees us, it, it only requires a small amount of faith, which is a picture of 
um, I think it's a Matthew scripture, having the faith the size of a mustard seed. That's why that scripture exists, because it doesn't require a lot. It doesn't require a lot. God's grace is sufficient as long as we can have a little bit of willingness and a little bit of faith to see things differently long enough, we can move differently because of who we know ourselves to be and who we were called to be. And having that sense of identity um, confidence is unshakable, especially in a world right now that we live in, especially in the times that we're living in where there's so social media and there's so many external influences and there's so many things and people and media um, telling us who we are. It's important for us to know who we are and to see ourselves the way that God sees us and to not rely on man or external influences to determine that for us. Amen. I totally agree with that, that it's important for us to just to know our identity in Christ. And I love how you shared that Jeremiah scripture, right? It's because it's like God spoke these things about us before anything, any other label was put on us. So it's important for us to go back to that. So praise God. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a blessing. I thank you so much too, Zakia, for just sharing your whole testimony on this podcast. I know it's going to bless bless so many other people as well. For sure. And if I could just share any um, final words, it would be to really steep into the word and steep into um, the, the word that God is speaking over your life. I feel like so many people are especially believers are struggling with identity um, and non-believers are struggling with. Um, and this is one of the ways that I've been able to come back to center, to come back to um, myself and to come back to the Lord is through the power of um, coming back into alignment with the identity that God gave us, that God gave me and choosing each and every day as best as I can to see myself in that image and in that likeness. And if anyone listening to this is ever feeling challenged by that, to know that there is community for you, to know that there is uh, support for you. There are so many communities out here that exist um, a, even podcasts like this, where you can come and listen to other people share their testimonies of things that they've overcome and how they've um, come back into alignment with God's word over their life. Um, I encourage you to reach out to the communities that you feel safe reaching out to and um, to continue to have fellowship because it can get challenging when you're in the thick of it. It can um, feel overwhelming when you're in the thick of it and you're not quite on the other side of it, that's when you get to reach out and lean on the support of your community. That's the power of fellowship. Yes, yes, and amen. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. And that's a, such a great um, way to kind of close it and wrap it up and encourage the people who are listening to. So praise God. Amen. 
If you were blessed by today's testimony, we would love to hear exactly how this testimony helped you. What did it um, show you? What revelation did you get from it? You can reach out to us on mytestimonypodcast.com um, on our website there or on Instagram, My Testimony Podcast. We would just love to interact with you and just um, fellowship with you and engage with in conversation with you. And let's just share and continue to share about all of the goodness of the Lord in our lives, uh, because that is also an encouragement to hear everything that the Lord is doing around the world. So praise God for that. And I pray that you are blessed by today's testimony and that most of all, you continue to share your testimonies. Stay blessed, everyone. Mm -hmm.